If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. Learn how you can get cheer to last all year with the cash rewards card at NavyFederal.org. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. Welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit podcast. Good morning. It's a gloomy day here at the Team Never Quit podcast studio. It's raining. I feel like that's a that's a harsh word to strap on a day like this because sometimes I like it though. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. You because you kind of just like kick back, you relax a little bit. And you know, we're in the season. It forces this, you to be a little good. lazier. You know, yeah, yeah. you can't do as much. I tell you, the fireplace thing when you got a fire going, fireplace weather like this, it just oh, yeah. so we we put a fire on when it's seventy degrees Fahrenheit. So, because <laughs> down here in Texas, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Big fan yeah. of that. <laughs> so we're, um, yeah, we're definitely not Canada weather, but um, it's cold for us. I've got a sweater on, and it's. Uh, it didn't get daylight until like eight o'clock this morning. It felt like it was dark. Yeah, it's still um, dark. And then daylight savings time is like I think two weeks from now, and I'm not a fan of that. It's one week. One, it's on the only seventh, a week. Right? Yeah. Oh. It's on Marcus's birthday. That's right. For my birthday, we're changing the time. Yeah. I'm changing the time. It's your fault. Yeah. I believe it's the last it's time we have to change the time. I, that's what I'm saying. No. I'm laying it right there. What? Man. For the, for the, yeah, for this year, right? No, I think they voted. They're not doing daylight savings. Who voted? I think it's been a conversation, but I wonder if they're actually going to do it. You ever hear anything about that, Mikey? Who votes uh, on that? Yeah, no, I, I know some countries are opting out to do it. Opting out? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, are we at that point now? Like, man, you know what? I, I'm just going to, man, I'm off. And daily I'm good. We're good. That's such a COVID answer. Like, I'm just We're good. not going to show good. up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I feel that. like quarantine might have just kind of blanketed everything. So we're coming up with a new f- verbiage for all. <laughs> I don't want to work from the office. You know anymore. what I mean? Like our, all of our generations, after we've been through all this, we're, we gotta we gotta have a meeting of the minds. Like everyone has to meet up somewhere, some great place, so we can get our vocabulary back online. Yeah. Yep. I saw I saw a meme the other day of um, it, had, it was like a quadrant over you know how how you change things with daylight savings, like how you change your clocks, and and it was talking like you can you can change 
your your microwave clock this way you can you can change your your radio clock in the car actually don't do that because it'll take you a million years to figure out how to do it and just wait six months it'll it'll be fine that's That's funny all right well let's kick this thing off with one of our patreon questions uh found something that I think is pretty good for you guys. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the rest of your years of life, which would you choose? Your mind from when you were 30 or your body from when you were 30 for the rest of your life till 90? Mind, 100%. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I'm going with mind, too. No way. I'd rather have the mind of a 90-year-old stuck in a 30-year-old body. Absolutely. You know how dangerous that is? <laughs> I mean, the, smart, the, the longer I'm down here, the more I learn. If, you, if I'd have had this knowledge when I was 30 years old, change the game. Change the freaking game. Absolutely. Oh. I mean... It, but if you start losing your mind... Yeah, if you start to lose your mind and you become, like, dementia... I didn't say anything about that. You're making stuff up now, man. No. I was like, dude, you said, don't add which to the one question. Do, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about, like, that was a perfect scenario. You're talking about sticking a 90-year-old brain into a 30-year-old body? Well, you're thinking of it as a healthy brain. Why would y'all think any otherwise? Y'all well, some, man, y'all <laughs> some downtrodden folks, man. I'm Mr. Motivational here. That, that's some critical thinking right there. All right, Mike, yeah. you help me out here, bro. Step in, man. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, the mind deteriorates over time. So, oh, stop, man. Well, yes, it does. We have that in our family. We have it in our. We're seeing it now with our family, and it's really hard to see. That's why I say having a sharp mind. I couldn't even imagine how exciting that old. would be. Sticking it. This is why. This is why you have to watch Jeopardy every night. I agree with. That's a great. <laughs> I feel the same way. Great show. Yeah. <laughs> We do the family feud thing here and, and Jeopardy. Yeah. Miss Alex, man. Great dig. All right. That is a, that's a tough question, though, because I think I was a, immediately my thought was the mind as well. Because, like, I want to be sharp, you know, forever, you know, as long as I live. But at the same time, like, I see, you know, people that have aged and they're physically just not able to do much anymore. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of times, like, even if they had the sharpest mind, people kind of start to isolate them away because it's like you, you aren't as able-bodied to go out and do and... So that's tough. That's a really tough question. Well, I'm just going to put it out there in the universe that I would like to live to 102. All right. Without dementia or Alzheimer's, I want to have clear, sound mind and at least be able to wheel myself around in a wheelchair. So I would speak it. really like to live to 102. I want to hold my great grandbabies. That is a goal of mine. And... Let's do it, babe. We got this. Uh, we switched it earlier because my brother and I didn't think we'd make it to live f- past 40. And since we did, now I'm going to outlive all y'all. I made my point. <laughs> like, I thought I was going to go out early, but I've already got it in my head. That's a competition now. You said 102. I'm 103. Once you make a competition, it's on. I'm going to outlive all you. Watch. It's on now. Oh, man. All right, guys. Thank you all for the Patreon question. If you want to check out our Patreon and everything we've got going on in there, you can go to patreon.com slash teamneverquit. We've got a bunch of cool stuff. We're about to do a bunch of cool live streams in the next few weeks. I know Marcus, myself, and John were talking about that earlier this morning, getting out, doing some crazy stuff, having some fun time. So if you want to get a part of that action, patreon.com slash 
Team Never Quit. We've got a great guest in store for you guys. Mike Shorman is the first athlete in Canadian with disabilities to cross all five Great Lakes to raise funds for Canadian children and youth to put mental health programs and services in schools across the country. Mike uses his life experiences to help raise awareness of the youth mental health crisis across Canada and to champion persons with disabilities. He hopes that by standing up for those who struggle silently, that others will feel compelled to do the same. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, brother, man, thanks for being here. I, you have a unique story, a, a great one, actually. And the way you turned it around, I, I'm, I'm interested. And I want to hear all about it. So the way we do it, just tell us a little bit about where you come from. Uh, yeah, so thanks for having me. Um, I was a paddleboarding coach. For those listening who don't know what paddleboarding is, it's uh, essentially surfing with a paddle. You can do it recreationally. You can do it competitively. Um, it's in the Pan Am Games. It's in you know countries have have world champ. There's a world championships. It's it's uh, people are trying to get it into the Olympics right now. Um, so I taught professionally and I had a big business built up, and then in 2018. Um, actually, this week, four, four years ago, I developed a neurological condition. Uh, what happened was my chickenpox from when I was a kid reactivated as shingles. Uh, most people get shingles as they, as they age, right. uh, but you can get it from stress. And, um, and I was overcome with stress. Is that and true? That's, that's how that works? It's activated by stressors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, shingles is, is brought on by stress. I feel like I've seen some stuff, just, not, not just, just to back it up a little bit, I, I see stuff on television, and that's something we have to live get ready for when we get older, right? Some of us catch that. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, as most so, human yeah. beings, we don't want to even deal with it until we get there. Uh, say it again? The great things to look forward to with getting older. Right, uh, right. All right, so, I mean, go, uh, go ahead. Um, so, so I... Um, so I developed a neurological condition called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. This summer, Justin Bieber announced that he also had it, um, and it gained a lot of traction within the media. Um, but for me, I missed a critical 72-hour window for treatment because they didn't run tests. And my symptoms developed over a period of about five days. So, Which were what? So in five days, all the nerves in my face shattered and it looked like I'd had a stroke. Uh, I now have 30% hearing in my right ear. Um, I had obstructed vision. Uh, I lost senses in my taste and I lost my mobility. So I went from being a very fit fitness trainer to not being able to walk. Um, and essentially, I lost my independence because that's what happens when 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 you you know lose your mobility um i lost my business and and i lost my identity um because i put a a huge a huge uh portion of of my of who i was into what i was doing um and i didn't have that anymore so so i had a significant mental health crisis and breakdown um I think, you know, at the time, um, a big importance was put on my physical health recovery. I was I was put into vestibular rehab therapy, um, you know, learning how to walk again. And um, but no, no, 
emphasis or or support really for mental health. And you know, with with men especially, uh, it's so easy to just say I'm okay, I'm fine. Um, and I did that for months and months and months, and I wasn't fine. Um, and then I had a I had a breakdown, and um, and I sought mental health treatment. Wow, I just saw a thing that Tony Horton had that too. So, uh, so Tony Horton is a friend of mine. He's been training he, me for uh, years. Oh, you know him? Tell him I said that. I mean, I literally yeah. dude has been training me for years to this day. Actually, yesterday. He doesn't know it, but he he's been training. It. He doesn't know it. <laughs> so Tony Horton actually wrote the foreword in my book. Oh, wow. Um, so, so when I, I actually did a talk about Tony, that's going to be, um, coming out this week on my social media platforms. But when I was, you know, when you're diagnosed with something that's incredibly rare, um, I took, I took to Google just to feel like I wasn't to find anything. Um, and I Googled famous people, Ramsey Hunt syndrome and Tony Horn's name popped up. And I was like, I know this guy. And a few politicians throughout the United States and Canada popped up. And I was like, oh, I know these people. Uh, so I wrote to all of them. And Tony wrote right back to me. Um, and he started, you know, we started talking about this. And he added me on social media. And and we started going through, like, it put him in a wheelchair. It's a serious thing. Um, but But no, it was, you know, I was looking for answers of, you know, just putting a face on it made it less daunting and scary. That does help. Mm-hmm. It does. Having someone around you helps in, in every scenario. And I think sometimes we isolate ourselves, especially with our, our components and our devices. That's why they call it a vice, right? It's a device. But yeah. when, when, yeah. when you get into one of those spots, you're looking for somebody. And that's good, yeah. and good, and and your hard days, and it's crazy about that. Even when you're having a bad, like, I need somebody to to throw this on, somebody to listen, right? And when you yeah. when, when as soon as you get online, it does. It it takes pressure off. It's like having a buddy there that they didn't even know existed. Yeah, I know. For a long time, I felt like I was the only only one who was, you know, I was asking, you know, I I'd put it out on social media. I actually posted a picture of my face at the time. Um, I decided I was going to share it. Um, and it was pretty horrific what happened. Um, I actually lost 10,000 followers on Instagram, um, with, with that, with that share was pretty horrific. Well, they weren't Um, following you anyways. Yeah. I mean, those aren't the right kind of people. Don't, don't, I I, I tell the young kids, this is man, don't ever judge anything off of that. Off of what's on that. That's the friend your phone Um, has. (laughs) But no, Tony led me to, um, Tony led me to a good spot. We, you know, he did check-ins on me periodically, um, motivated me with, with, you know, getting to physio um, and, and just taking action because that, that's how you progress. And how long did that, um, how long did that take? It, so when you I, was taking inspired action. When you went on your onset and then going through, and it's debilitating when you're talking about from the mental health to your physical, the, one, the mind, body, and spirit feed themselves. You come from somewhere in the world that you are, and it, it's kind of, it just took, took it away from you to ground you at your base. And you got to start building that back up. And those people start funneling into your life that you can't even expect. How long did that take? Uh, the whole process was a little bit over a year. 
Um, so vestibular, it, it's so weird. Like the vestibular rehab therapy, working with the uh, with the trainer. When I first started with him, you know, I was I was using a cane with one hand to walk, but I was using my other hand and arm to hold on to somebody uh, to to hold me up. Um, and you know, we started in January of 2019 and by june july i was on a trampoline and he was throwing dodgeballs at me so so it started you know not for a long time but but it was it was coming and and as my physical recovery improved so did my mental my mental state my all the confidence that i'd lost started it was like incremental wind building i would say okay we did this today it was great you know i lasted for three minutes on a paddleboard maybe i can last for five minutes next week yeah and 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 just you know incrementally building those wins and, and building back the confidence that was lost so what what is that that part i deal with that i had to deal with that too so you're going to something the the athletes that we were the, the mental fortitude it takes to drive this machine. And they whipped my ass so bad, my confidence wouldn't even get back in there. Yeah. But when I'd go in to go start training again, I guess that's my ego popped in. Like, hey, we, we don't do five, we do 50. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? But then one part of my condition wasn't there to help the lift. And, and something had been damn, and I couldn't figure that out either. I mean, and it took a, a while. I had to go back in. They had to send my my butt back into the show to get me right. That way, it took every element, every other obstacle out of my way, and just put what I needed to focus on there. So they all had to work together. But I, I that happened to me too. Getting your confidence knocked out of you was tough, and I couldn't even explain that. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. I was like, man, yeah, I feel fine. And when we get in there, I work hard, man. But there was just something. And that's I, I just boiled it down to that in my confidence. And then over time, just getting back up and then having somebody to motivate. That's so funny. He's talking about Tony Horton, man. That sucker has been causing me so much pain my whole freaking adult <laughs> life since I got out of teams. Yeah, ever since Marcus got out of the SEAL teams, he has um, watched all the Tony Horton, the P90X stuff. And he still does every day. And um, that's, but that's his workout. That, that's great how that works it's like man you can take somebody all the way to the bottom and in a year look at you i mean we're how we're, how we're developing so please yeah continue um yeah so so i was actually forced into mental health treatment i wasn't uh i wasn't eager to to go and get it um but i did i, I went into a facility and and it actually gave me the the tools and the coping mechanisms that you know, I was in a I was in a really dark place. Um, I didn't really see see the road in front of me. And anyways, what happened was it didn't happen on the first day and it didn't happen on the third day. But eventually I started talking and and when I started talking, uh, I told them what I was what I was going through, and what I was experiencing and, and the loneliness and the isolation and, and the grief. I was going through a lot of grief. And um, and I was put on the path of recovery with a counselor and a therapist, and and I, I actually felt like I was kind of double dating. Uh, I was <laughs> seeing, a, seeing a lot of mental health professionals at a lot of, at, at once, and um, 
but it, it did. It really helped. And, uh, and I was on social media one day and I saw a post and it was this guy wearing a shirt and it said, this is what the shirt said. This is what a mental health advocate looks like. And I looked at it and it was for a mental health organization and it was their slogan. And I thought, yeah, I want, I want to support them. I want to, I want to, and it was a mental health organization that supported kids and, and young people. And I thought, yeah, I want that shirt. I, I, I'm not one, but I, I want to, I want to support them. So I ordered the shirt and it came and I started wearing it. And when I started wearing it, I started feeling like I wanted to do, I, I wanted to advocate for kids. I, I wanted to make sure that kids didn't get to where I got to. And I started doing a deep dive into the mental health crisis in Canada and the United States. And um, suicide rates are shocking with young people um, in both countries. Uh, in Canada, it's the leading cause of health-related death. It'll actually take more kids' lives from cancer this year. Wow. Um, and and to me, this is just crazy because this is all preventative. Um, like we can put we can put programs and services out there for for young people. It's just unfortunate that you know mental health is the most underfunded of all healthcare systems. So. What I did was I started, I reached out to the organization with the shirt and I said, uh, how can I help you? Um, and, and they said, what would you, what would you like to do? And, and at this point I had just entered a speaking competition. I'd never given a speech before in my life. And I gave a speech at North America's largest inspirational speech competition. And I told the story of getting knocked off my paddleboard and climbing back up and um and about mental health and anyways that that speech um it won but but what happened was it went viral on multiple platforms and it gained millions of views and it was on broadcast and power positivity and ashton kutcher put it on his platform a plus and jack canfield put it on chicken soup from soul and it got millions of views and um and they said yeah we would love to to partner with you and and i said well I'd love to to host, you know, funding funding raising events for for you guys if if you guys want me to to do anything, and um, and they said yeah. So so I started so I did a couple uh, smaller events, and then um, in 2021, um, you know, everything changed for for everybody, and and uh, we all spent a lot of time at home. <laughs> Yeah. And um you and too? Thought, how are we gonna, yeah, how yeah are we, we did gonna, too. <laughs> <laughs> how are we gonna how are we gonna COVID proof this and, and make sure that you know this this raises a lot of money and, and helps helps a lot of kids and and uh and so I decided I was gonna become the first person with a disability to travel from one country to another on a paddleboard. Um and I was gonna do it with my mobility problems, even now, like, you know, I'm affected when, when, when the weather's bad and the, I, I'm affected by the barometric pressure. Um, so when, when the air pressure quality changes, um, I, I, I feel it in my body and, and I, I think, 
Um, but I was like, yeah, we're going to go from New York state to Toronto and we're going to do this. And it got a lot of, uh, publicity in New York and in Toronto and, and across Canada. And we raised, um, we raised, I think $60,000, but the weather changed while I was out there and, and I didn't make it. I made it halfway across. We came into Toronto by boat. I didn't come in by paddleboard. Um, all the media was there, and I, I I did the interviews, and and I was crushed. I was I was really disappointed. Um, I think there was probably interviews of me welling up. I'm pretty pretty upset. Um, and I took a month off uh, to just kind of digest all of it and process it, and then I started looking at swimmers who've gone across the great lakes and i looked at uh there's only been two there's been a canadian in 1988 vicky keith she swam across the great lakes and a, and a guy named Dwayne dwyer and he's an american and he swam across the great lakes in the early 90s and i thought i'm gonna become I looked at the distance that we did cover from Lake Ontario, and I covered 71 kilometers. Um, How long did it take you? Sorry, that took, at the time, almost a day and a half. And and I looked at Vicki Keefe's, all of her crossings and her times and distances, and I realized that she crossed Lake Huron, and it took her 70 in 73 kilometers. And she crossed Lake Michigan, and it was 76 kilometers. And I thought, well, I just went the wrong, but we could have gone a shorter route with Lake Ontario, and I could have done all of them. I just need to be strong enough mentally and physically to be able to do five of these back-to-back. Um, but I'm, I'm going to do it. So Is that how you did so it? Did you break it down like that? Because that's what Sorry? I ask people too. Breaking it down, it's like I'm gonna do five back to back. It's like no, I'm just gonna do one. But every time I get up, I'm gonna do one. Like everyone has a different way of breaking it down to get it in, to get to get that in there. That I know exactly what you're talking about. It's hard as hell to get. Like our people will motivate you, but then when you got to step in there, that's that's different, man. <laughs> yeah. No. So so I announced it. I think you know. This, I made that that unsuccessful crossing of Lake Ontario in August, 2021. And then I decided, uh, and then I, I announced in October that I was going to, but I was going to, I was going to do all the great lakes in 2022. And, um, and all the media that showed up for me just laughed and, uh, everyone was like, yeah, okay, we'll see how it goes. And, uh, and I just put my, um, I just put my heels in the dirt and started training. And um, I was on the water when when there was ice out on it in January. I was in the gym two times a day. I got a physical trainer, a nutritionist, um, actually two two dietitians, um, and I started building these big teams that would help me cross Lake Erie, Lake Huron, Lake Superior, Lake Ontario, and Lake Michigan, um, and and people that I thought you know, would, would believe in me, but also believe in this mission, um, and start and started building that up. And that, uh, became my life last year. 
and the difference between the two. Yeah, no, I, you know, the first one, I just kind of went running into it. Uh, the second one was strategic in that I had the, you know, I had a team of 36 people yeah. from yeah. Boat, boat drivers to meteorologists from different news stations across the United States and Canada. Uh, that I took like big, big plans um, and people that I knew that, you know, I don't know how to do everything, but I know a lot of people who know how to do things. That's right. Um, so, so you know, spotting the talent and asking them to be part of it. That's awesome. That's a better journey that way. When you got, yeah. if you when you got people with you, I know a few people who do that whole in the beginning, you know, white knighted in there, like here I come, let's check it out, <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll kick your ass, right? And then that, that's that. What, it also lets you know what you're dealing with. Like a yeah. lot of the guys, when they get hit, like there's a, that's the difference between you and, and everyone else, man. It's like a, and that's a fighter. Cause when you get hit, you come back. Even, and even throughout, you know, we started, you know, these crossings in May. Um, I started with the easiest first. I started with Lake Erie and that was from New York state into a Southern portion of on, of the province of Ontario where I live. Um, and that was a smaller crossing. That was, you know, it took just over eight hours. Uh, but it, it taught me a lot. That that first crossing, it paved the way. It, it set everything in place uh, that we needed to know. So for that crossing, you know, I was being fed every half an hour. They would blow a whistle and I would come over to the support boat and they'd pass me like little bits of food. Um, and I had a hydration pack on, um, but we learned during that one that that wasn't going to work for the rest of them. Um, you know, I was going to have to go on a liquid diet, uh, to manage one, the nutrients, uh, you know, I was going to have to be taking shakes, uh, with carbohydrate powder, um, with splash of Kool-Aid and water. And they'd feed me that way to take in the amount of calories that I needed, um and and we we figured out you know so much on that one um that we implemented into to all the rest of them um and then the next crossing was i think 12 days later and that was a you know it wasn't a eight hour crossing it was a it was a 73 kilometer crossing across lake huron that took me 28 and a half hours Oh um, but we learned all the things in that first crossing, um, that really set the stage and helped with that. What was it like when you finished all of them? How'd you feel? Oh, well, it was very emotional. Um, you know, my teams became very close. Um, you know, I was very fortunate. There's a documentary coming out next year. There's um, an American filmmaker who, who followed me through five, through five months and my teams and, and his crew. And they were on the boats the entire time. So, you know, when I, I wasn't allowed, I wasn't sleeping, but, but they were. Uh, all my teams that were taking shifts, napping, and because they needed to be refreshed. So, so that, you know, I was kept as safe as possible, you know, going across the lakes and in the pitch black is, 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 you know, dangerous and stereotypes. Um, but, 
But these documentarians, these guys, like they didn't just shoot this. They became part part of my support crew. Like they were, um, they became part of the team. Um, they were feeding me. They were, you know, coaching me through through different parts. At time, you know, I would get really exhausted after paddling for twenty three hours, and and it would be the middle of the night, and and they'd just come out. People would just come out to the boat and talk to me uh, to keep me alert and keep my mind going, and. Um, and to, to make that final crossing in the end, um, you know, it was it was amazing to see everybody come together to to make sure that this happens. But also kind of sad because we all knew that this part of this was now coming to an end. Yeah. Which one of which one of uh, which one of the ladies gave you the, the toughest? Toughest ride. <laughs> uh, Lake Huron and Lake Michigan gave me the most fight. Uh, both oh, I bet. Really, both really windy. Um, they both took 28 hours. Um, and the weather changed probably four or five times while we were out there. Um, you know, from being really hot and sunny to to being freezing and and me having to put on like a winter hat and like and jacket to me you know stripping down almost nothing. Um, and and yeah, no, it was just it was grueling. Although like here on, I was carried off the beach uh, by paramedics. I couldn't stand. Um, you know when your feet when you when you have a bath or when you're in the pool for too long and your feet prune um my feet pruned and i couldn't stand it was so painful i couldn't stand on them so um so i was actually we were brought in by the canadian coast guard uh they came out to make sure that we were okay and they brought us they followed us in and uh, and paramedics were there to uh to make sure that that i was okay how far into the journey were you when you were like all right so so we started both of those crossings at about six o'clock in the morning uh and then we went all through the day uh and then into the evening and then we watched the sunset go down and then probably about three or four o'clock in the morning the next the next morning i think that's when when I'm starting to see things that aren't really there, um, I'm talking to my, my team was like, you're talking to yourself over, and you're drifting. And, 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 and there were moments where I thought, you know, maybe, maybe this isn't going to work out the way that, that we hope. But, um, but no, it was just, I think what really set in was um, one who this was for um, and who this is going to benefit, who this is going to help. This was to raise funding to put mental health programs and services in schools for kids um, and, and this for them. Um, But also the competitive side of, of myself really set in, in that if you don't do this, somebody else is going to come out next year or a year after and they're going to do this and you're not going to become the first person to do this somebody else is going to do it so are you going to do it or are you going to let somebody else do it and and i was like i'm not going to let anybody else do it 
<laughs> so what, what what were you going through when the first when that first started creeping into your head? Like, man, this is kind of uh, just physical exhaustion. I was just I what, okay. There wasn't, there wasn't a moment. It was just when you get tired because that's part of it. Like literally, those voices are start creeping in in different periods throughout the day and in situations. Like there could be a moment that does it or fatigue that does it, but if you know that it's happening, you have your baseline motto. Like, why am I here? Like, yeah. it, and once yeah. you kind of remember no. that, you're like, oh. so so the physical body starts to break. You know, when you're doing when you're doing that, I was going, I was going two and a half miles an hour, uh, three three miles an hour for you know twenty. 28 hours um when you're doing that you know at I, I was i was going to the bath i was i was literally going in the bathroom on myself every 10 minutes it was recorded um it was you know when you're going through that for for nine nine ten hours your body your body starts to break down yeah. um so then it just becomes a mental game and and it's really just mindset work i started working with a mindset coach about six months earlier and and we talked about things that i needed to say to myself and and it was it was you know you've you've been through tougher than this and this is not going to last forever um you know this you've got this um so so keep on and, and and don't quit. That's awesome. Did the foundation that you were doing this for were they supportive of you through the through the whole time? They were. Um, so they, yeah, no, they were they were great. Um, they reached out to other organizations and other groups. Um, I was very fortunate in that this really took off um within canada from coast to coast so i guess you know i would i wouldn't how would i compare it to like senators and and governors uh we had members of parliament um i was getting you know members of parliament all over the country tweeting this out um the media showed up all of them the canadian and the american ones um and and people people showed up for me at the landings and, and they also showed up the, you know there were five landings there were three in canada and there were two in the united states um one in one in minnesota when i crossed lake superior from wisconsin to to minnesota and the other american one was into chicago um and that was you know one of one of the best ones yeah hey um, you damn right chi town man <laughs> yeah, hey, we love reason. we love Canada and Americans love to root for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're out there busting your ass, cause we, a lot of us know how hard that is. Yeah. And if we don't, yeah. then it's it's mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, to kind of watch you go at, through it. I was at a film festival the other day. We were actually looking for a support boat for me. Um, and this guy from Chicago just offered up his boat and said, yeah, I'll take you across. Um, and I was at a film festival in Michigan just a couple weeks ago. Uh, and we were showing the trailer for the documentary out next year. And this girl came up to me and she said, I saw you on on the on the billing of, of this festival. And I'm from Chicago. And uh, and your people 
reached out, they must have reached out to every single person who had a boat in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great team. (laughs) And, And she said, and I forwarded your information to everybody, but I saw you and I had to come up here. And oh, uh, it was it was really cool. Oh, I love that. Those are the best stories. That's it's like yeah. when you're out there getting you know your butt kicked. You can't believe what that's doing for somebody else. Yeah, no, it was um, it was really really nice here. When I came into Chicago, there were um, the big paddleboarding community in Chicago uh, was there to greet me. Uh, the Chicago Police Department came out to help bring us in. Um, you know, to see people. Um, it was, it was, it was really amazing. They're dangerous people, but they're great. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that's really a neat thing though, because you did go through a a moment when you first got, um, when you first got the Ramsey Hunt syndrome and you were going through that grief period of losing friends and losing your identity and everything. And then to see so many people come together for you um, not only for you, but also because you were helping other people too. That's got to be a full circle moment for you. Yeah. Which one do you like the best? Which which identity? <laughs> yeah. Like you I, shed your old identity for this new one. How's that feel? This, this is definitely more meaningful. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, no, th- you know, before I loved doing what I was doing because I was sharing my love of the sport with other people mm-hmm. now um now i'm speaking to schools businesses and corporations and organizations on team building and mental health and disability disability inclusion equity um and i'm sharing you know what's just happened i've been very fortunate in um support from you know the prime minister um some me you know really really thoughtful letter and and this is being recognized by by different groups and and it's you know being honored and and it's it's a really amazing thing um but no i definitely find more this this is this has changed my life and um and and i'm very grateful i'm very grateful they say that things you know to us or things happen for us my mind has has definitely shifted in four year in four years and, and now I believe that you know all the pain that I went through has has was was there for a reason. Right. And as far as the Ramsey's hunt syndrome, you make a full recovery? Uh no, so they said during the physical this is a chronic condition. Um I'll, I'll live with with elements for, for the rest of my life. So, so my hearing still impaired. Um, even when I turn my head from side to side, I, I have vertigo. Um, so, so I try not to do that so much. Um, and, and, and when I get really tired, I, I kind of stagger around like a, like a drunk man, but, um, but it just adds, adds character. Man, I, hell, that sounds like to me it gave you a superpower because I I'm deaf and, and stumble around and I don't I don't have that. Like but I'm I mean, permanently like, in college. What yeah. you accomplished when, once you once that once that got a hold of you. Yeah. That that's the difference. I mean, when something comes down on us and it's uh you know you can let that weight crush you, or you can sit there and hold it and then start to lift it off of you like it's a gym. Like you're that's what life's designing you to do. 
And then you come out something like this. Yeah. You, you just told me that you rode across all lakes to some kind of disability, man. You have a distinct ability now. Yeah. And I, I yeah. that's well, that, that, um, that, that term hero gets thrown around a lot. And I, that comes from, from what I understand, it comes from the old days. When you run across the guys who are like, hey, man, who, we need somebody to do this. Who will go? And one of them like, hey, I hear, here, I'll go. Or here, I'll row. Mm-hmm. Or here, I'll roll. So you have the fighters, the rowers, and the hunters. Yeah. And it's like, them guys, man, okay, he'll, he's a hero. He'll roll. And that, that's what you are. And the fact that you go through all that and turn it around into a plight to where you give back to the kids. Mm-hmm. That's how you know it's a blessing and not a curse. Because yeah. it sucks when we're going through those gauntlets for sure, man. But look at you. Absolutely. I mean, you well, don't let that thing wear um, you at all. You wear it. it. It's, really, it's really humbling. Um, I recently, I just got back. I was out on the East Coast. I was actually speaking to the Ministry of National Defense. Um, and I opened up the Canadian Armed Forces Sports Day. Um, and it was really interesting. Like, uh, like men and women of service are, you know, hugely inspirational. People who who dedicate their their time and their lives to to you know saving the lives and improving the lives of others so to have me come in and and speak to them about what just happened and and mental health um is very humbling and um and 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 it's been an amazing it's been an amazing experience well well please don't stop yeah i mean (laughs) so you wrote a book what am i going to cross against next Right. Well, I, I'm sure we could come up something for you. <laughs> Go if down you, the Mississippi. If you're looking for a challenge, yeah, we're rolling down to Mississippi, we're up it. Yeah. Um, so you wrote a book, um, and you've got a documentary out. Do you want to promote any of those things? Yeah. How can people follow yeah. you? So, so yeah. So uh, my book is called Crash and Rise: Diaries of the Unbalanced Paddleboarder. That actually came out two two years ago. Um, I actually made a point of not talking about it at all throughout throughout all this summer. I wanted to. I actually took down my personal website and I didn't promote the book um, because I didn't want anybody um, to. You know, this was this was for for kids. Um, but no, the book is is about my mental health journey. I'm actually I've I've started writing writing the next book. Um, and that will be out later next fall. Um, but my, my first book is called Crash and Rise, Diaries of the Unbalanced Paddleboarder. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's about mental health and it's about, you know, my experience and, and other people's um, and, and getting back on the paddleboard when you get knocked off. And, um, and yeah, so, so I wrote that and that's out. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or, or um, you can get out of Target, and um, and then the documentary um, will be. It's a feature length documentary. Uh, I think it's clocking around ninety seven minutes, and it will be released in twenty twenty three onto the um, the film festival circuit. So really looking forward to to seeing that gaining some traction and and uh the trailer just came out and uh we've had some really great reviews so far that's awesome Might i ask you a question just just kind of yeah. going through this when uh when i run across somebody who's actually been in some hard hard things 
I mean, their life ultimately is tough. And when you get hit, what is it you say to yourself? And I'm not talking about that other stuff that you hear everybody else say. I'm talking about like when we really get it. Like when you've been punched real good, you know, you're like, hey, you know, what else am I going to do? <laughs> that kind of thing. What, what else could I, I got nothing else. I got to do this. I, I say that nothing in life is permanent and, um, and this won't last forever. Um, you know, life is a series of peaks and valleys. Resilience is built. Um, and, you know, even, even, you know, I was at the peak with that crossing of, of Lake Ontario. And I'm not quite at that peak right now. I might be a little bit because when you have all of that, it's very, it's huge. So I've come down to a valley a little bit, but it's not the valley that I was four years ago. Oh yeah. No, um, yeah, right. Completely different. And, and it, and it, and it goes out, you know, I'm, I'm out there doing things, uh, doing conferences and I've got this movie coming out and, and, you know, things to, to look forward to. And, you know, my valleys aren't as deep as they, they once were. Um, but nothing in life, you know, life, life is a series of that ups and downs and, and just knowing that, you know, the downs aren't going to last forever. Well, it sounds to me like you learned how to balance, mm-hmm. get your pace down. The unbalanced paddleboarder became a balanced paddleboarder. In life. I mean, that's, I mean, you, yeah. if you get thrown, if your weight's thrown off in any direction, it, it's complicated, especially when you're dealing with the water. But I mean, yeah. you learn after a while, like, hey, it's kind of climbing. Like, I know I had to put my foot here instead of there. I had to paddle here in this way. I, and you're right. They're not as deep and they're more fun. It's just different. I got it's just different, yeah. right? It's just different. Yeah, yeah it's just different. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story with us. How can people find you on social media? Uh, people can find me. I'm on uh, the Twitter. I'm on uh, Instagram. Is that what it's called now? <laughs> the Twitter. <laughs> um, I'm on, uh, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. I'm on all of them. Uh, Mike Shorman. And uh, yeah, no, if, if anybody would like to connect with me, I'm happy to. I, I'm, I'm pretty social. Um, so I, 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 I try to respond to everybody. Um, so, so yeah, happy to connect. Awesome. Well, thank Good, you man. so yeah, much but, for coming on and yeah, sharing God bless your story. You, bro. That's yeah. great, man. We're proud of you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye.